Today in Canadian History for June 6th, I'm Mark Affo. The Canadian forces took part in the Allied invasion of Normandy, which commenced on this day, also known as D-Day, back in 1944. The attack, which involved approximately 175,000 Allied troops, was broken up into two separate phases. First, just after midnight on the morning of June 6th, about 24,000 Allied paratroopers launched into Normandy, and beginning at approximately 6.30 a.m., over 160,000 Allied troops would land on the beaches of Normandy. The Allies had divided the coastline up into five separate sections, Sword, Juneau, Gold, Omaha, and Utah. Canada was responsible for capturing Juneau Beach. The 3rd Canadian Infantry Division and commandos from the Royal Marines landed on the shores, while the Royal Canadian Navy provided support from the sea. Overall, the mission on Juneau Beach was considered a success. Although they failed to reach their objective, by the end of the first day, the 3rd Canadian Infantry Division did manage to make it further inland than any of the other forces that landed on June 6th. To learn more, I spoke with award-winning Canadian historian, as well as member of the Order of Canada, Dr. Desmond Morton. A professor emeritus of the University of McGill, Dr. Morton is also the author of many Canadian history books, including A Military History of Canada, as well as the co-author of Bloody Victory, Canadians and the D-Day Campaign, 1944. And Dr. Morton, uh, after the Second World War, Lord Montbatten somewhat famously declared, and I quote, I'm quite sure that the Battle of Normandy was won on the beaches of Dieppe. Now I'm wondering, had Canadian forces made any significant changes in the period between Dieppe and the invasion of Normandy? I think it's fair to say the Allies had made some changes, and that means particularly the United States, which brought resources that were unavailable to the British in 1942 at Dieppe. But it's also fair to say that Montbatten is generally considered by many Canadians to be the guy who made the Dieppe raid the disaster it turned out to be for the Canadian 2nd Division. But I think he was right that what the lessons that anybody could take from Dieppe, and nobody would unless there was such a thing as Dieppe, uh, were important for winning on uh, D-Day in 1944. The Allies had a blatant, belated reminder that the most uh, difficult operation of war is uh, amphibious landings, because weather and oceans are unpredictable. The enemy is always well prepared and has most of the cards in his hands. And if anything can go wrong, it did. And remember on D-Day, launched in the face of a violent Atlantic storm, landing craft were actually sunk on the way to the beaches without being hit by Germans because the water was so rough. But the landing craft at this time were armed and armored. Wireless communications had been immensely improved. And for the Canadians, I think above everything else, anybody who was overseas in England training for war said Dieppe made an enormous difference. One thing is Canadians started using live ammunition in maneuvers. Yes, some people got hurt and some got killed, but after all, war is fought with live ammunition, not with going da-da-da-da-da. Um, and that was uh, serious. Another thing is that D-Day was a victory because Canadians were fit, trained, and knew what they had to do when they hit the beach. That wasn't true at Dieppe. Uh, it should have been, but it wasn't. So, yes, we learned from Dieppe in a practical way, and we had better equipment when we went ashore. 
And was there anything that led to the Canadians finding uh, such relative success on Juneau Beach, especially compared to uh, some of the other beaches? Well, I don't think the Germans on the Normandy Beach were not, in fact, Germans. They were divisions put together from prisoners of war, as well as some German soldiers to sort of keep order, uh, were as good as the ones that the Americans met at Omaha Beach. They were much more like the ones the British were dealing with at, at S.W.O.R.D. Uh, next to the Canadians. So, uh, yeah, we had some advantages. But we had really... Another advantage was that we knew what to do because the Allied bombardment from air and sea had done no damage at all, virtually, to the defenses the Germans placed on the beaches themselves. Inland, they may have made a difference, but that's not where the beaches were. So the Canadians had to face you know, live ammunition from German guns, German machine guns, German soldiers right on the beach despite claims by the Air Force and the Navy that always we've destroyed all those. Since the Second World War, um, both positive and negative, a lot has been said about the role of the commanders in both D-Day and the invasion of Normandy. I'm wondering, has, has too much emphasis been put on this role of the commanders? Really, the battle on the first day was fought by the soldiers themselves and their, the junior officers commanding them directly. Uh, there, there wasn't much leeway for the Canadians, and frankly, they didn't have the reputation or the self-confidence to take that kind of leadership. Uh, General Keller, uh, commanding the 3rd Canadian Division, was a tough old guy. My, my dad remembers him as a riding instructor at the Royal Military College, but he was no genius, and he also had a serious drinking problem. Uh, but so did some other people, and they fought pretty well, and so did Rod Keller, really but uh, not for very much longer. And if he hadn't been wounded by our own bombers, he probably would have been removed. Now, you've addressed Major General Keller. I'm wondering about the uh, Canadian General Montgomery. He, he faced some criticism in his handling of, of the Canadian forces in the days following the Normandy invasion. And I'm wondering, did perceptions of, of General Montgomery change at all following the war? Well, I warn you that all heroes have their hour and their aftermath. And Montgomery is no exception. The fact remains, I think, and it's important to say it because others won't, he commanded the winning side in some very tough battles. His arrogance and his self-assurance made him a very easy man to dislike and to condemn. But the fact remains that his 21st Armored Group, including the Canadians, faced and defeated the bulk of the German forces in Normandy. The Americans contest this, but what else could you expect them to say? Today is a day full of Canadian history. The original Parliament buildings were opened on June 6, 1866 in Ottawa, and John A. Macdonald passed away on this day back in 1821. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. All right, it's Canadian quiz time. Sir John A. Macdonald, our first prime minister, was not born in Canada. Can you name the city and country 
in which he was born. Sir John A. Macdonald was born in Glasgow, Scotland on January 11th, 1815. 